Well, what a good God. Amen. Amen. Well, did you come to receive today? Hallelujah. What happens when you come to receive? You receive. You get to go home with something. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you what, busy, busy, it seemed like around here. Hallelujah. We just uh, got back. We went and spent some time with our family back in the Midwest. And um, so uh, we had church in another, another location. We had church in Omaha, Nebraska uh, this last week. And, uh, but I heard we had a great service here. Miss Nancy did a great job. And everybody that, that took care of things, handled things, did a great job. Sure appreciate everybody. Uh, and all the, that they put into it, praise God. Appreciate you for being here, praise God, and receiving. How about our worship team? Give them a hand clap. What a blessing. Hallelujah. What a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Mr. Juan, can you go find my glasses? Praise the Lord. Or somebody. Uh, amen. So somebody get my glasses. I'm going to have to read from back here. Hallelujah. We're going to go to the book of Hebrews today, the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, please. Hallelujah. What we have here in Hebrews 11 is our uh, word of faith or our faith uh, hall of fame. I should say, thank you, Mr. Juan. Hallelujah. Um, of our patriarchs of faith, many of them anyway, not all of them, obviously, but many of them mentioned here in this uh, text. And um, it's uh, a uh, powerful chapter on, on living by faith, amen, by faith, uh, you know, they did this or they did that. And the word faith in itself is a Greek word, uh, pistis, uh, which uh, is defined as uh, to believe in or a belief in, confidence, reliance, dependence, uh, assurance, um, also means uh, conviction. In, in, some, in some of the texts, it refers to a conviction. Look at your neighbor and say, walk by faith, Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we do. We walk by faith. That's how we live. Amen. I said, that's how we live. We live by faith in God. Amen. We, that's how we serve. That's how we stand. That's how we run. Uh, the word says it's, it's how we fight. Uh, we can go on and on and on all the places that the scripture uh, mentions in us, how we live by faith. Amen. And not by sight. Amen. How many know it's easy to live by sight? I said, it's easy to live by sight. Sometimes we get more caught up in what we're seeing. Instead of just staying locked on to what God has to say. So a lot is said here in this chapter. I'm going to jump down to verse 6 and start there today. And it's just going to say, it says, by, uh, but without faith, uh, without this uh, conv conviction, without this reliance or dependence upon God, without this trust or persuasion in God, this belief in God, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, did you get that? So look at your neighbor and say, you're going to have to believe in God, man. Amen. You're going to have to put some confidence and trust in him. Amen. Hallelujah. See, without it, see, it says it's impossible to please him. Now, that word please just means to satisfy the heart of or to, uh, to satisfy one. Amen. It's not saying that God stops loving you. It just says that it doesn't bring pleasure to him uh, when you won't trust in him. Amen. Now, you know that as well as I do, even as a parent. Uh, it's no different. You know, when you tell your child something, you're hoping that they, they trust you enough to, to follow. Come on, somebody. And when they don't, when they go off and do their own thing, and sometimes, you know, uh, it, it, kinda, it can make you mad, sad, whatever. But, uh, uh, you know, you might have displeasure because of something. But how many know you didn't stop loving them? Well, most of them. You didn't stop loving them. Amen. Are you with me today? 
Amen. But, but it might have, you know, because they didn't rely or trust on you or trust in what you had to say or whatever, or what, you know, you leading them, whatever it may be, you, uh, you know, it, it brought displeasure because they wouldn't give heed to it. Amen. So that's all it's talking about here. So it's without, without faith, it's impossible to please him or to satisfy or to bring pleasure to him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. That's a key, right? You got to believe that he is. That just means he's present. Okay, it means, uh, you know, he's, he's, he exists. In other words, you come to God because you believe that he exists, that he's present is what it means. Amen. How many know he's present? You know, uh, actually, if you, if you got a revelation of that, you might be amazed how your life begins to adjust and change just by knowing he's present. I said just by knowing he's present. I'll try this side. Amen. Uh, just by knowing he's present. Amen. All right. All right. Okay, so it's amazing how your life begins to change because you believe that he is, praise God, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. And this is going to be our focus today. Uh, He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Look at your neighbor and say, we've got to be a seeker. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me define a few things for you here today. The word rewarder here just means one that compensates or or, or recompense. It even uses words like to gratify in the sense of uh, to suit one's needs. It also means to enrich or improve. So anytime you diligently seek God, your life's automatically going to start being enriched, improved, amen, gratified. Come on, somebody. All of a sudden, you're going to step into a life, amen, that maybe you never even knew was possible. But as you begin to trust in him and seek him and go after him, praise God, life begins to shift and change. And all of a sudden, it's what brings pleasure. It's what brings gratification. It's what enriches you. Amen. It's what empowers you. Amen. It just, life, it just goes on and on. Amen. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, the word to seek is a word... Uh, when it's by, by itself, it, the Greek word is zetio, okay, and it just means to worship, endeavor, inquire, yielding, but it refers to an, uh, an inward movement to align oneself or something. Now, I'm going to bring that up here in a minute. This particular word here is, it says diligently seek. Did you hear that? Diligently seek, which is actually still only one word, but it has uh, zetio in it. It's exetio, okay, which means to diligently seek or search out. It refers to something that's being investigated. In other words, some time spent going after something here. It means to require or demand of oneself to find. All right, so when he says diligently seek here, it's not some lightweight thing. I mean, no, you're not just sitting on a couch being a couch potato and thinking you're seeking. Come on now. Come on. I was talking about putting forth some effort here, amen, to make movement towards something. The word diligence in itself, although diligence is not necessarily my my message today, but uh, it, it would do us all good to meditate a little bit on being diligent, amen, especially in today's society. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Am I boring you? All right. Not yet, huh? All right. All right. Hang on. All right. Now, diligently seek. Amen. The word diligence in itself means a determination or an aggressive effort effort towards something. 
It means a sustained and steady application. Okay? Now, this is just uh, the 1828 uh, Webster's Dictionary brings that out. Amen. That the word diligence means a sustained and steady application. Diligence many times can be summed up uh, with the words like follow through or to push through. All right? To stay at it. Amen. Go the extra mile. This all kind of speaks of diligence. Diligence speaks of an inward motivation. Now hear this, an inward motivation producing some form of forward movement. So when we're talking about diligently seeking Him, we're talking about an inward motivation in you that caused you to move forward. Look at your neighbor and say, diligently seek Him. Amen. Amen. It's amazing when you just start applying yourself. What that, what's that part of that one definition? A sustained and steady application towards something. Hmm. Now, uh, if you think about it, you know, uh, sometimes when I talk about these kind of things, I might bring up some things when my kids were young. Uh, you know, they don't like it necessarily that I rat on them, but, uh, but I'm going to anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, when they were young, I'd say, uh, you know, go, go get such and such, whatever. Uh, and they said, I can't find it. I said, go back to your room, look around, find that, and bring it down here. <sighs> I can't find it. So the next phrase from dad's going to be, if I walk up in your room and I find it, <laughs> you're going to wish you found it. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Because sometimes it's just a matter of moving forward, lifting something, amen, moving this, shifting this, getting down, looking under this, amen. Does anybody hear what I'm talking about? Amen. amen. Uh, I lost my keys. I can't find my keys. Where did you look? Well, nowhere. <laughs> Is anybody hearing me? Huh? I mean, when I lose my keys, every coat, I don't care if I think I haven't wore the sucker in a year. I'm going in at every coat pocket, lifting every cushion in the couch. Come on, somebody. Down on the ground, looking at everything here, going in. I'm opening up every, uh, you know, everything in the car, the glove box, the, uh, you know, the council. I'm, I'm going. I'm looking under this. I'm looking everywhere. Why? Because I'm going to find my keys. Anybody hearing me? The word seek again means to align, one, align oneself with something in order to find. Amen. You have to align yourself and you've got to be willing to do what it takes to align yourself to find. We're talking about seeking God here. We're not talking about just laying back doing nothing and hoping somehow God just rains, you know, revelation on you. Are you with me? Are you with me? All right. So we're talking about this, this diligently seeking God going after something. Amen. I found most of the time it's just that we just don't apply ourselves enough. We don't put forth any kind of energy or effort towards something. We don't, we don't take the time to actually be a seeker of the things of God. We show up on Sunday saying, preacher man, you better bless me big or I'm not coming back next week. Because what happens in that, see, it's, there's really not seeker mode there. 
Are you with me? See, when you come as a seeker, amen, you're going to leave with something. You're going to grab hold of something. Amen. And it may not even be exactly what the man or woman of God is preaching. It might be something else they said. I mean, some of the greatest revelations I ever came up with was sitting in a service and they were ministering on something, but they read something through a reference and all of a sudden the Spirit of God said, there it is. There's your answer. And all of a sudden there's insight and all of a sudden it sets me free or it gives me insight on what to do. Amen. And all of a sudden, praise God, everything begins to shift and change and begin to open up. Praise God. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That reward could be a multiple uh, number of things, amen, that God can do. But in I, the idea is to enrich you, to empower you, to help you, to gratify you, to make sure that your needs are met, amen, to make sure, praise God, that what you need for the moment is there, praise God. Amen. But you got to be a diligent seeker, amen. Psalms in uh, 34 and 10 says, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You ain't going to lack anything if you're a seeker of God. Are you still with me? It says the young lions lack and suffer hunger. In other words, it's just showing you it doesn't matter how old. Amen. The young lion will lack and suffer, and, uh, and suffer hunger. Amen. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Can I hear an amen? amen? Now, I'm going to ask some questions here. I ain't trying to meddle. I ain't trying to, uh, to somehow take something from you. Okay, I'm just, I just, you know, what is it that you enjoy doing? What is it that you, you have pursuit of in your life? What is it that, that you go after? Is it, is it, you know, family things? Is it business things? Is it, is it hobbies? Is it, is it sports? Is it, we can go on and on, our relationships, whatever it may be, amen. Most of the time when somebody, amen, is, is in pursuit of, they're in seek mode, they'll do whatever it takes to try to make sure that works. I'm not taking away from anything. I'm not trying to somehow rain on your parade. I'm not trying to somehow take something you enjoy from you. All I'm asking is the same way that you go after that, are you doing that as far as God's concerned? Are you in pursuit of God? Are you in seeker mode? Are you diligently seeking God like you would that thing you love doing? You know, there's a verse and. It just kind of hit me as I was talking this and it's talking about, uh, it's about diligence again and it deals with, with the hunter. And it, it talks about that a, a hunter that's going to find something is going to have to be diligent. Amen. You don't just sit in the camp, you know, sipping hot cocoa while the fire's going expect the buck to walk in and go, yo, dude, right here, bullseye. <laughs> it ain't happening. Now, if it does, I mean, I mean, hallelujah, you should be up giving a miracle minute. Amen. But you know as well as I do, that ain't how this works. Amen. Huh? Are you hearing me? There was a far side joke years ago I saw, and it has a buck, two bucks talking with each other, and, and the one has this birthmark that looks like a bullseye. The other one's going, bummer, birthmark. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. 
You know, if you're going to be a good hunter, you're going to have to get out there and put forth some effort towards something. Amen? You're going to have to actually go out looking for something. If you're going to be good at sports or if you're going to have, you know, a good, uh, you know, as far as uh, working out and those kind, you're going to have to apply some energies. I, I didn't mean to depress you there. I, but it's, you're going to have to apply yourself. You're going to have to be, become a, a, a diligent individual in those kind of things. If you want a relationship to work, you're going to have to be somewhat diligent about that. You're going to, if you want a marriage to work, you're going to have to be somewhat diligent about that in order for these things to work. Are you still with me? If you want your walk in God to work, you're going to have to be diligent about some things. And he says that you need to be a diligent seeker. And if you are, there's reward for doing it. Are you with me? The Passion Translation of that uh, uh, Hebrews eleven six says that he rewards the faith of those who passionately, I love this, passionately seek him. I love that. Passionately seek him. Okay. Now, anything you're passionate about, amen, you pour yourself into. Am I right? I, like I said, I'm not saying what's, what's right or wrong. I'm just telling you what you love what you want to see happen, you're passionate about moving toward that. You put your energies into it. Am I right? Yes. That's the facts. Amen. So, uh, you know, it's real easy when you, you know, you have a love for something to be passionate. Amen. It's like what you think about and what you, I mean, talk about and it's what you pursue. It's what you, uh, you know, always are looking and watching and all the kind of stuff that, that begins to just, you know, show forth that if anybody talks to you, you say, man, that guy's passionate about that. And again, we ain't taking anything from anything. We're just saying it's amazing that when you're passionate about something, how you're a diligent, amen, seeker, amen, of finding whatever it is, amen. Some people know every bit of information about a subject. And most of the time you think, don't bring that up. <laughs> Talking to, you know, the family or whatever, you're at reunion, and like, don't bring that up. Why? Because we'll never get out of here. Why? Because they're very passionate about that subject. They want to talk about it constantly. Are you with me? Now, I'm not trying to belittle anything on that. I'm just saying it's just, it's just when, you, when, when you're passionate about something, you know, there's a sense of diligence about you. You go after it. You're, you're seeking and you're looking and you're listening and you're doing everything you can to make sure that you, you bring in all the information that you want about it. God just saying, listen, I'm asking for that same thing. I'm asking for that passion. I'm asking for that, that diligent seek mode, amen, to happen toward me. That if you'll do that, I'll see to it that the rest of your life begins to pan out. But I need you to go after me. Amen. You know, Trudy brought that up a little bit in the offering time that, you know, it's, it's really, it comes down to our choice. God isn't going to make you seek him. Has anybody found that out yet? All four of you. Wow. Has anybody found that out yet? Amen. He's not going to make you seek him. Amen. He's asking for you to seek him. And if you will, amen, he'll make it worth your while. Are you still with me? 
All right, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, during this uh, time of the year, sometimes you see things out there, um, you know, like uh, Hobby Lobby or some kind of thing. You know, you might see, you know, things that are made up, these plaques or they might be pictures or they might be some little knickknack or it might be a, you know, something that you hang on a tree or something. But it say stuff like, um, um, you know, wise men still seek him. I'm like, amen. If anybody got any kind of wisdom, it'd be, it'd be one place you'd seek. Come on, is him. Now, of course, in context, it's, it's referring to uh, the wise men of, of, of like uh, uh, Matthew 2. And it talks about, in fact, there's about a third of a chapter there. Just kind of, it just basically describes and gives us understanding about the wise men that came from the east, the mag- magi that, that came from the east and brought gifts. And they came looking uh, for the Savior. Are you with me? Now, it's not a Christmas message. I'm just, I'm just taking advantage of a moment. The point is this. Amen. Okay. They went completely out of their way to do what they did because they were in search and seek mode. And it wasn't just three men, by the way. We always assume it's three men because of three gifts that they mention. And just for the record, there's more than just three gifts that were offered. There was a whole entourage of these, uh, these people were not, uh, you know, they weren't just anybody off the street. These people were people of importance, people of wealth, and uh, they knew of uh, the prophecies of the coming Messiah, and all of a sudden, all the signs were right. They, they were in search mode. They see the signs. They begin to apply themselves. They go from land to land to land, going, searching, seeking, diligently seeking to find the Messiah. And they were rewarded for their time. Come on, somebody. We can kind of, the whole story of that's pretty phenomenal when you really study it and uh, just all that really went into this. But the point I'm trying to make today was just the fact that the energies and the efforts and the time and the, and the finance and the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, just all that they put into this, amen, to just have a glimpse, have a little time with the Messiah. And all he's asking is for us to do the same. Be willing to do whatever it takes to spend time, to seek, amen, to diligently Seek. Look at your neighbor and say, diligently seek. A little statement here. If all we ever go is halfway, then all we ever get is halfway. Are you with me? Many people seek God on their own terms. All right? Now, it's obviously your choice, but I have found, amen, if we get diligent about our search for him to seek, amen, Guess what? Praise God. We actually get what we came for. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. All right, let's go to Matthew. Matthew 6, please. Uh, Let's look at some references here. Matthew 6. Now, you got an ear to hear, right? All right, Matthew 6. And I think just for sake of time, I won't read the whole text, but I'll back up here like verse 31. Um, And he says, uh, therefore, do not worry. Uh, I think the old King James says, take no thought saying, uh, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Now, he's not saying that you don't work, you know, not have, you can't eat. 
or you can't drink, or you can't, uh, you, know, you know, who cares about your clothes. That's not what he's saying. Come on, somebody. Uh, but he says, after all these things, the Gentiles seek after. See, that's what they seek after because that's what's important to them. Is you still with me? Okay, all right. And I, again, we're not taking away your food or, or your drink or, your, or what, you, what you like to wear. Well, there's some of you I might want to, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, but leave it alone. All right, so he says, uh, for your heavenly uh, Father knows that you need all these things. You notice he says you need all these things. Are you with me? So he knows that, but it says, but... Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things then get, uh, shall be added to you. In other words, all those things he just got done talking about will be added to you. And he goes on, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That's verse 34. And uh, bottom line is saying, there's reward if you'll seek him. Things just start working out, start clicking along if you'll seek him, praise God. Amen. But he says, if you're going to seek after stuff, he says, you, you know, you're probably going to come up short. But if you seek after him, it says all these things get added to you. Everybody say he's a rewarder. I, sometimes I think that's, we, we lose sight of that. All he's saying is, is seek me and all the rest of it comes into play. God knows that you have need of things. He knows your heart. He knows your passion. He knows your desires. The word says he'll even give you the desires of your heart. Amen. We can go on and on and on. All the things that God knows about you, amen, that God probably placed in you. And all he's asking is, seek me. Here it says, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, the word kingdom means rule, reign, or realm, okay? And in fact, the word even says that he'll give you the keys of the kingdom if you go after him. Amen. There's all kinds of things that are offered that are in the kingdom if you just seek the kingdom. Seek his realm, his ways. Come on, somebody. In fact, the word righteousness, amen, rightness, uh, or a way of rightness, or to live right, all that it fits into that same word. In fact, I think, uh, I think it's the Amplified brings out in that reference uh, his way of doing things. So seek his, his kingdom and his righteousness or his way of doing things. In other words, if you'll just seek after how he does things, all the rest of it takes, comes into play. All those desires get fulfilled. All those things that, that you would like to see happen in your life begins to shift, change, and make way for. Right, is anybody hearing me? God has never let me down. He has never let me down. He's never let me down. Never let me down. Amen. If I stay in seek mode, he always fulfills all my desires, somehow makes it all work, praise God, brings things to pass, causes things to work right, causes things to straighten up if I stay in seek mode. I said if I stay in seek mode, if I'm always looking to him and aligning myself to find. Still with me? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, be a seeker. Hallelujah. Be a seeker. Now it says first. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first. Everybody say first. So let's look that up. It means firstly or before. It means at the beginning. But it means chiefly at the, chiefly at the first of all. Okay, so in other words, it's not just talking about necessarily putting everything in a priority, but it's more about a primary. I hope you hear this. 
because that means no matter what I'm doing, I put him first. It's not just saying, you know, first God, then family, then church, then, no, 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 just first God. No matter everything else now fits in behind that. Because, see, there are times God's talking to you about your church life. There's times God talks about your family life. God's talking about your business life. God talks to you about, uh, you know, whatever, relationships or talks about your finance or all this kind of stuff. But because he's primary, he's always first. See, then all the rest of it works out. Does anybody hear me? Amen. Because, see, if if it's just about priority, then what you do is you go to church on Sunday and think, heck, live like the devil himself on Tuesday, Monday, and Wednesday, because I did church on Sunday. Monday does come before Tuesday, but I just... just. The point is that we're not just talking about just an area of priority. We're talking about primary. In other words, he's in front of everything. I seek him first. And then everything else now begins to shift and change and adjust and turn out right. You want to make your marriage work? Seek God. You want to see your, your kids line up? Seek God. You want to see your finance line up? Seek God. Come on. Amen. Amen. You, want to, you want to see your health situation line up? Start seeking God. Put God first. Amen. In that sense. Amen. He's in front of all of it. And as a result of it now, he begins to talk communicate, amen, adjust, show you things, reveal things, give you insight about this, show you how to do this, amen, maybe give you insight about how to maybe let this thing go, but yet grab hold of this, all the kind of stuff that begins to happen just because the fact that you're seeking him. Are you still with me? Look at your neighbor and say, seek God. Hallelujah. The Passion Translation of this verse uh, verse 33 there, it says, uh, so above all, constantly seek God. I love how, again, in our, there it says constantly seek God. Amen. Hallelujah. So not only do you passionately seek God, but now we're constantly seeking God. Amen. I think it's just worthy of doing. Amen. Are you still with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, uh, the uh, Colossians 3, uh, verse 1, just go ahead and put that up if you will. Praise God. It talks about seeking those things which are above where Christ is seated. Amen. Seeking. Amen. If you've then been raised with Christ, what? Well, since you, anybody born again in here? Yes. Now, if you haven't been born again, let's get that fixed. Amen. Amen. Have you received Christ? Yes. Do you all know Jesus? Yes. Amen. All right. So, you know, it's just simple decision. Amen. Now, it could be the greatest decision you ever did. And definitely one of the greatest miracles that ever happened to a human being is when they make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. Now, he says, if you've been raised with Christ, and that's what it's talking about, then he says, then, then seek those things which are above. In other words, go after what, what you know, what about things about him. Amen. Look to him. Amen. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Amen. So we seek, amen, the higher things. Come on, somebody. Now, again, it doesn't let loose till he knows the fact that uh, you have need of, of eat, drink, clothes. He, he knows all that. He's not, he's not making light of any of that. He knows all your desires. He knows the things you love doing. He knows the passions, the, the desires of your heart, all the kind of thing. He understands all that. But he says, seek those things which are above, and you'll be amazed at how everything begins to adjust and change. Are you still with me? Yes. All right. Uh, James 4 says this. It says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Now, that word draw near is, is referring to uh, being in a place of, of diligently seeking. He's kind of talking about a movement, making movement toward him. And as you do that, there's a promise of this. He draws near to you. Amen. All of it's about being in seek mode. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Then it goes on, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. In other words, talking about now, now here comes the adjustments, the changes that happen. Amen. But it starts with drawing near to Him. God is never going to ask you to do anything, amen, or, or, or change anything without first empowering you to do it. Always will. Amen. And, and if you will seek God, you'll be amazed how easy it is to make the adjustments that you need to make. Come on, somebody. It's the truth. Uh, you know, a lot of Christians are, uh, look like they've been baptized in lemon juice. And, um, you know, kind of sour pusses, you know. And uh, because, you know, this Christian walks so hard, so tough. And, you know, it's just, so, it's just so hard. No, it ain't hard. Not when you're seeking him. Not when you're after him. And, you, know, you know, those that come to us believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. See, all of a sudden, if you're going after him because you know he's present, it doesn't get hard anymore. It, I'm, I'm just telling you, if you're walking, God's getting too hard. You're not doing it right. Because he wants to empower you, strengthen you, encourage you, keep you moving forward, keep you fueled. Amen. Hallelujah. You can, you know, I always use the illustration, you know, the guy that, you know, uh, you know, he's stranded alongside the road and he's kicking his car and you drive by and you think, oh, man, something must be wrong. And pull up there and you say, what's the problem? Oh, this piece of junk. What's, what seems to be a pride won't run. It's just a piece of junk. I don't know why my wife bought it. God, it's a piece of junk. <laughs> Ask me how I know this one. <laughs> one time, we, when we, we moved out here, we, had, we, we used her car we, and... Uh, I sold my car before we left, and, and we drove her car out here, and I just thought it was a piece of junk. I mean, why the heck did we keep this one? So one day I was getting ready to sell it. That's what you do with it. And uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go through and you know, change a few of these little oddball filters that they, you know, I don't know what this one even does. I don't know. But better put a new one in. Okay. So I thought that was great. Started up the car, boom, whoa. <laughs> what the heck was that? Put it in reverse. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Where were you? So now let's get back to the guy on the road uh, kicking his car. You can go, I'm all, well, man, we'll pop the hood. Let's take a look. Let's see what's happening. Well, you got this. I don't know, man. I just, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe let's check. I'll try to turn it over. Well, I won't turn over nothing. I ain't getting nothing. Well, you got spark. You got this. You got that. How much fuel's in it? Fuel? Yeah, how much fuel you got in there? I don't know. Well, let's look. It's on E. So? So? You out of gas. You got to stop and fuel that sucker up once in a while, dude. Right? Right? I mean, it works better when there's fuel in the tank. Now you say, what did you bring that up for? Because your life works better when there's fuel in the tank. And the more time you spend with him, the more you fill up your tank. 
Amen. Sometimes we're just lacking a fill-up. Look at your neighbors. You please fill up. Amen. So when you go in seek mode, amen, you'll actually fill up. Now we're in Matthew. Let's go down here a little bit further. The next chapter, chapter 7 and, and verse 7 and 8 says, Ask and it'll be given to you. Seek, right? And you will find, knock, and it'll be open to you. Okay, if you ask. So, okay, this word ask here uh, is a word that just, you know, refers to asking. It speaks of a confident request. It's talking about asking with the intention to receive something, Okay. Are you with me? And then it says, if you will seek, you will find. Okay, the word seek here, again, that same word, that inward movement to align oneself. But it means you're doing it in, in, with the intention to find something. When you're actually in seek mode, you have an intention to find something. Okay, when you're asking, you have the intention of receiving something. Okay, this, sometimes this answers a lot of the questions, all right? And then it says, and it says if you'll knock... It'll be open to you. And the word knock here is a word uh, that means to take initiative to, for access, but it means to knock with the intention that something's going to open. So the point is this, all of this, this confident asking, you know, this aligning oneself as far as seeking, amen, you're knocking with the intention, somebody's going to open. See, that per- persistent widow, she, she, she wouldn't let up. Somebody is going to open the door and going to talk to me. Woman, go home, go to bed. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Now we got the strut. Pam, pam, pam. Open up. What are you doing? I'm knocking with the intention. You will come down here and see me. Okay, let's look at the next verse. That one didn't really work for you. Let's try this one. So then verse 8 says, for everyone. Look at your neighbor and say, I think that includes you. Everyone who asks receives. Well, I asked for something and it never happened. No, 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 wait a minute. It wasn't a confident request. Always you just kind of throwing something out there. We, now, we could all day, spend all day long doing a whole sermon on just asking what it means to ask. Okay, and all of it means a confident request. In other words, you put it out there because you have the intention you're going to receive something. And it says, everyone who asks receives. Now, this is Jesus talking. And everyone who seeks, what? Finds. Okay, and everyone who knocks, it will be open. See, that's a promise. So the point being made here today, because we're talking about being in seek mode, amen, this, you know, ask and seek and knock and here's all kind of fits together here. But the bottom line is you're doing it with the intention that something's going to happen. You're going to receive something. Amen. You're going to find something. Something's going to open up. Praise God. Why are you diligent in your seeking? Because you will find what you need if you'll seek him. There's answers with him. There's direction with him. There's, there's, you know, there's provision with him. Are you still with me? You know, somebody says, well, you have not because you asked not. See, you didn't ask with a confident request. You're mad at God because you didn't receive. And it's like, no, 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 you, you, you didn't really ask. 
you just kind of threw something out there and you're hoping that maybe, you know, it's like, you know, wetting toilet paper and throwing it to the wall. <laughs> Let's see what sticks. What are you doing? Well, I'm talking to God. I'm hoping something sticks. I could have came up with a better one than that. Just give me time. It'll come. That one just kind of... Anyway, the point is this. Some people, it's just, that's all. They're, they're just say whatever. It's like the shotgun thing, you know. Just start shooting and hope something, you know, hits something. Have I ever told you my shotgun story? My first, I wasn't, I didn't grow up in a hunter uh, household. Um, just... Didn't, you know, my family, uh, they're all long line of Quakers. And, uh, and so they were all people that served their country but wouldn't bear arms, that kind of a thing. And now I don't have a problem with it. But, uh, you know, I grew up kind of that's, that was kind of my family and our background. And so, uh, so got to, you know, around high school age. And so a lot of my buddies are hunters, you know. So uh, they're all, you know, hunting. And so we were going to go out and shoot the, uh, was it clay pigeons, you know, the, what do you call them, right? And so uh, they were going to sh- teach me how to shoot. I thought, great. Awesome. So they said, okay, we're going to shoot this thing out there, and then you're going to, you know, you know, you got the shotgun there, you're going to shoot at it. Okay, cool. You ready? Yep. Okay. Let her, let her fling. All right. The shot out there. I, wham, 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 wham. <laughs> they were like, Hold it! Hold it! What are you doing? Well, John Wayne did it. (laughs) So they had to teach me. Up here, dude. Right here. Right here. Sight. See it? There. Now. Well, a lot of people, that's, that's where they're at with their prayers and God. And, you know, their seek mode is just kind of wham, 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 just hoping, hoping something hits and, and hope something turns around. And, and that ain't how this works. Are you still with me? Look at your neighbor say, diligently seek. Amen. Hallelujah. The Amplified brings out in verse 8, talks about, you know, keeping on, staying with it. Amen. Everyone who keeps on asking receives. Now, I'm not talking about being repetitious. It just means you stay with it. You don't back down. You stay with it. You stay connected. Amen. He who keeps on seeking finds. He who keeps on knocking, the door will be open. Praise God. The Passion Translation, again, and this one just says, talks about being persistent with everything. Amen. Uh, is this the Passion? Put the Passion up if you have it. I don't know if you have it. There it is. For every persistent one, We'll get what he asked for. But, but again, it's just talking about staying diligent with something, staying with it. Amen. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for, and everyone who knocks persistently uh, will one day find an open door. Praise God. Amen. Now, I just, you know, worthy of, of reading it. I just feel like most of the time, uh, in fact, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth, he made the comment one time. He said, God is far uh, far more ready to give an answer than, than people are to ask. In other words, God ain't holding out on anybody. He just can't get anybody to stay with it and move toward it. Amen. Be passionate. Be 
consistent. Be persistent. Come on, somebody. Be diligent. Stay with it. Stay on it. You'll be amazed what begins to uh, click and roll along if you will just stay after God. Amen. Amen. Did you get something today? Amen. Give God praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. And I'm just going to leave you with this um, statement. Hallelujah. <clears throat> that if we will ask in a way that the average man will never ask, then hear this. We will receive the things the average man will probably never receive. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not average. If we will seek in a way the average man will not seek, we will find the things the average man will never find. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not average. Come on now. If we will knock in a way the average man will not knock, then we will have open to us the, the things the average man will never, ever experience. So today I'm talking about being a, a true, diligent seeker of God, going after God, stay passionate for God, amen, stay in pursuit of God, amen, do what it takes, seek those things which are above, amen, stay locked on to God and be amazed at what God can do in your life. Now I think it's a worthy message to bring out, especially, you know, holiday season, everything else begins to draw on your attention, begins to somehow, and even though it might be you know, supposed to be, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. But somehow it's amazing how much Jesus gets left out of the season. Is anybody hearing me? Okay, now, I'm, again, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm just saying, you know, stay in seek mode for God and be amazed at what God can do through this season. May this be the most glorious, amen, season you've ever experienced in your life. And I'm believing that for you. Is anybody in agreement for that today? Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.